Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 268. And the way we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host, at Michael J. Putty. For the second week in a row, Marcus Schwann is not here, and he's been kind of missing all week. We went out Tuesday night into the city for drinks at the home base of AJ Pan. I had to leave early because I'm a responsible adult. Turns out Mark Schwann stayed till 3.30 in the morning, got completely fucked up drunk, lost his phone. No one has heard from him all week. Finally popped up on Twitter today so he is okay don't know where he is he's probably grounded by his wife or she's probably pissed but uh i missed out on drunk mark schwan can't believe it but filling in for him today a good friend of mine and the shows all the way from wrestling iq 101 andrew andrew welcome to the show buddy how you been oh i'm doing well mike uh, i'm glad to be here today and uh, i'm excited to talk with you yeah man i talk about some wrestling i think it was like last year late last year we had your co-host derek Join me and Mark Schwann. So we've been trying to get you on for a while. Now we had a perfect opening. You were free tonight. I had an opening, so I'm yeah. glad to be here, buddy. Yeah, I'm glad to be here, too. I'm glad to talk about uh, some, some great wrestling stuff that's happening. How's, how's everything going? How, how did you survive in the pandemic? You got through the 2020 okay? Yeah, well, so far COVID-free. All right, uh, knock on wood. Yeah, a little speed bumps here and there, but no, no, nothing COVID-related. Uh, God. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, you know, I can't, I can't really complain. I got vaccinated. All my family's been uh, vaccinated, and, and um, you know, my girlfriend's been vaccinated. And she's been healthy, so I can't really complain. Um, you know, I was home for a little bit, you know, the beginning of the pandemic, like everybody else, and then I went back to work because, uh, you know, the, the grind never, never stops. But I'm hoping you're doing all right too. Yeah, not bad, not bad. I had to work the whole time, but we're getting mm-hmm. through it. Turns out now I need a third booster shot that just came out yeah. yesterday. So that I got it took me it was a bitch for me to get the first vaccine. It took me like almost like a month and a half to book my appointment. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping this one, the third shot's easier to get because come on. It's gotta be easier to get. Yeah. What did you get? The Moderna and the Pfizer? No, I got Pfizer. I got the A plus one. Okay. All right, yeah, so I got Moderna. So At least you didn't get Johnson and Johnson. I know a couple people got that and now they're regretting it. I'm like, sucks to be you. Yeah, you know, they were saying, Well, I don't think anybody expected a, a no. variant so 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 soon, but uh here we are. Also, didn't have a choice. I just took whatever they gave me. Yeah, but I'm happy with the Pfizer. I heard that's the better one. And Moderna's yeah. pretty good, but then Johnson and Johnson. I heard because everyone loved the one shot thing. No one wanted to go back for two shots. One shot, boom, I'm done. Yeah. And then there's yeah. some problems with it. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, we can get back to being a better, healthier America again. Can't wait, man. I, I miss hugs. I'm yeah. a hugger. I don't <laughs> You're hug a people. hugger. I'm a hugger. You're I'm an a, OH. I'm a soft teddy bear. Hugger. Yeah. <laughs> that's fun uh yeah hopefully you get back to hugging people because uh they need it right now they yeah. feel need hugs so andrew the last time i saw you was on accident i believe it was wrestlecon 2019 
in the heart of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. I just popped up there. Didn't expect to see anybody. Just wanted to go there to see Shawn Michaels, get my belt autographed. The only reason I got that white-strapped, old-school WWF intercontinental belt was for Shawn Michaels. Uh-huh. I went there, wanted to get it signed. Plus, our girl Eva Marie was there. Oh, yeah. So as I'm walking in, you think you're walking out. We meet, and uh, you just you just made that, that whole trip for me, buddy. We had a great time hanging out with you. You were hilarious. Yeah. It was such a fun hanging out with you that night. Yeah. There was a long, so. there was a long ass line wrapped around. I think the third or fourth floor for Ric Flair, or Kevin Nash, and uh-huh. then this guy right here, Andrew, is walking around the line. I'm like, oh, is this the line for me? You guys waiting to see me? Okay, I'll be there in a couple <laughs> minutes. I'm like, this guy's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. So you, uh, you, you just made that whole night for me, and I think you were on, on your way out. But uh, thanks for sticking around because yeah, I need a personal photographer, yeah. by the way. Oh, yeah? You took all my photos when I time I meet somebody. Yeah, you did, like, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you took me with the robe. I remember that. Yeah, Ric Flair robe. Yeah, yeah. Nice. that thing was well, heavy. No, I, yeah, I remember you saying that. You know, I was there the day before, and uh, that, I know actually we met the day after at WrestleMania. I remember in the parking lot, you're trying to get the chair. Oh, that's right. Yes, forgot about that. Yeah, you met Brittany. That girl, <laughs> Brittany, something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's like a it's like a Twitter model or something like that. Yeah, that she's insta famous. Yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah. I remember, but uh, yeah, WrestleCon, that was so much fun. I remember we went out for lunch, like the, my second day there. Yeah. I, I was, you know, like, um, I was so worried because the tickets for Shawn Michaels were so expensive. Yeah. And I was like, is he really going to show? Because they pulled, uh, like, staying in somebody else for the hall. Like, WWE, they pulled him, like, the night before. Did they? Uh, That's right. I think you heard that. that yeah. yeah. And I was, like, kind of like, I was like, man, I just paid all this money for Michaels. What do I do? Because I never really pay for things in advance. Like, yeah. Uh, or at an indie show, I'm usually just, like, uh, I've been to enough places where they just cancel on, like, the day before, the week before. So I usually just do it the day of. But I was like, oh, I should probably do it for Michaels. Yeah, so I usually do, yeah. So uh, I was like, all right, I'll pay for this one time in advance. Because I, I met, you know, Brett. I met so many people from uh, my generation growing up so I was like I gotta meet Michaels <laughs> and yeah, I had right. this poster I don't know if you remember I had this poster that's right you did he was like, he's like one of like the few people I needed left to sign this poster so now I'm just missing Stone Cold so I'm hopefully I can meet the redneck one uh, Texas Rattlesnake one day I have a lot of cool shit I think I had a lot of cool shit but you have this cool poster please tell people about this poster yeah this so is, I thought poster. it was really cool yeah as a poster I got it at like five below and it had in the it has like Ricky the Dragon on it uh, Honky Tonk Man, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, and a couple of other legends. And I have it in Stone Cold and uh, Macho Man. I can't really recall. And I got it signed by like everybody on the poster except for like Stone Cold because there are some people on there that are deceased. So, yeah. but yeah, I've been work. It's been like my pet project I was doing for a couple of years, and now with COVID, I had to put it on hold with Stone Cold. Yeah, one more left though. You gotta, you gotta keep going. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying. I'd like to meet him for sure. But yeah, life has been pretty busy. Like uh, those conventions are fun. You know, you never know who you're gonna meet. I remember we, I, I like screamed across the building for like Jay Lethal. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. He took a like a. Because <laughs> he was like running out the door, and I was like Jay. Yeah, that was impromptu. Yeah, for free. He was leaving. He caught him, and he was yeah. nice enough to take a picture with you. Yeah, I remember. It was like, oh, we gotta get Mike in like the shot. <laughs> yeah, and I just like. A photo bomb, like a heat, like disgusting look on my face. I'm like, I could at least smiled. What am I fuck am I doing? Yeah, I remember we were walking around and you were like, just Luchasaurus. You're like I gotta get a picture with him. He's Damn a right. dinosaur. <laughs> Damn right, because I know Luchasaurus from Big Brother. Oh, uh, that's, yeah. that's the guy from Big Brother who wanted to be a wrestler, and now he is a wrestler. I'm like, get for him. So I spent like five minutes talking to him, not about yeah. wrestling, 
not about AEW or anything. It was about uh, Big Brother. I'm like, all right, good. Big Brother? He, he enjoyed yeah. the change of pace. I think he was a little tired of talking about wrestling nonstop, but he liked the change of topics. And then, uh, yeah, like you said, Eva Marie, I remember, like, I met her the day before. No, did I, did I meet her? Yeah, I don't know if I met her with you or the day before, but I just remember, like, she being, like, mad cool. She was, like, oh, the coolest person there. She was very cool, yeah. Very, very sweet. It was very nice. Yeah. Oh, and there were so many other people there, too. Like, was Boogeyman there? Boogeyman was there. We had a great conversation. He, he like, loved me. He's like, I have a uh-huh. good vibe from you. And he kept talking to me nonstop. And I told about the podcast. Like, we will come on for an interview. He says, yeah, you take mm-hmm. my number down. Reach out to me, and I'll do it. I reached out to him, and he never got back to me. No? no. Never got back to you? Womp womp. That, yeah, it happens every once in a while. But I, I think the coolest one for me was, uh, was it was it's a tie between Sheik and Trish. Yeah. Okay, that's the next that's question. It. Who's your favorite? So it's Iron Sheik and Trish Stratus are your two top meets. Well, for, uh, for that event, yeah. But I think I think maybe ever. I think it has to be Booker T. Oh, you met Booker T? Yeah. Like, okay. I was in a little room with him. And there's like Bret Hart, Booker T, LAX, and uh, New Jack. Oh wow! Okay. And they're all quiet. And Booker T, like, I was like ten people on like five or six people, ten people in front of me. And like this woman, she had like she was a very attractive woman, and she like left. And Booker T's like, oh, I'm gonna look at her, <laughs> but I'm not gonna touch. And he like, she's like still in the room. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and he's so loud. And he's like, just don't tell my wife, but I'm definitely looking. <laughs> and I'm, wow. like, I'm okay. like, bro, <laughs> I'm like, she's still here. She's not even by the door. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so loud. And then, like, he, like, uh, as I got closer, he, like, hugged me. Oh. And uh, it felt like one of those hugs, like, he knew me forever. Wow, okay. That's nice. Yeah. So, yeah, Booker T was really cool. Uh, Hogan was really cool, too. Oh, you met the Hulk? Uh, yeah, I met Hulk. Uh, Brett has been pretty nice a couple times I met him. So usually the people that I meet are pretty good at coming on like the podcast sometimes. So usually they're like the friendliest ones, like Barry Horowitz is pretty, pretty cool. Oh, nice. Uh, the girls from Glow were like awesome to me. Like that's right, you uh, met, you did those girls. Yeah, that was awesome. That's when I saw yeah. them. I'm like, that's a nice get. Yeah, they were awesome, and uh, even people who I've interviewed that I met afterwards have been like pretty cool. Like I just met uh, Brett Azar from Young Rock. Okay. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, and uh, Randy Hogan, I just interviewed again for the That's second right. time. So I just like, <laughs> yeah. So it was like pre- I've been like pretty fortunate that like I got to meet so many people. Like it's been kind of crazy. Virgil is another one that you know I got to hang out with him at. I had dinner with him at Boardwalk Beatdown. Okay, you're a so, big Virgil fan. I know you. Yeah. Like, he's one of your all time favorites, isn't he? He's my mentor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> him and Monster Mac. <laughs> I never knew somebody such a big Virgil fan until I met Mr. Andrew over here. Yeah, you know what? It's funny because like we went to the wrestling universe and they had like his action figure sign. I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm buying this. I don't know how much it is. I'm just buying it. <laughs> I'm not a big like a comic book person at all. Uh-huh. I'm not as a, the people say a nerd. Uh huh. But a friend of mine had an open ticket for a New York Comic Con a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. He said, "Brock, just come. I need I want to need someone to come with. I don't want to waste a ticket." You know, there's wrestlers there. I'm like, all right, sure. you got to be there. Okay. So we spent the whole day walking around. I think it was like a three-day pass. It was great, great fucking time. Mm-hmm. But I walk in, one of the first people I met was Virgil. Really? Yeah. He seemed like a cool guy, <laughs> very nice. Got signed a picture, took a picture with me in the Million Dollar Belt. Had a brief conversation with him. He seemed like a really awesome guy. And then following a couple of years later, the Million Dollar Man was there. Mm-hmm. 
which is one of my all-time favorites. The only time I ever caught, quote-unquote, cosplayed yeah. was with the Million Dollar Man. I wear, all you do is wear a suit and a money tie. That's oh, all you have to fucking wear. Brought my yeah. Million Dollar Belt, had it signed, and I brought that picture with him and Virgil on it, had it autographed by Virgil. So was, I have this cool picture of both autographed by Virgil and Million Dollar Man. Like, those, uh-huh. those are hard to get these days because they don't, they don't do appearances together too often. No, no. You know, actually, was, this is kind of hilarious because I went to the Legends of the Ring out here in Jersey. Okay. And some guy some guy had the million dollar belt and he wanted it signed by Ted. Yeah. And then Virgil took it and then he signed it. Oh, no. I was like, he's like, you just valued my belt. Did he know? I think that value would increase. And then he had to pay for the virtual. He's like, you, you devalued my belt. He's like, I didn't even want this. And he started like crying. And I was like, bro. This is the greatest thing that ever happened to you. Yeah, isn't, the, isn't Virgil the former form million dollar champion? Didn't he win it? Yeah, he was the second one, yeah. So it should, yeah. It should add value to it. Come on, buddy. You should know your wrestling yeah. history. And then uh, the funniest thing was that WrestleCon 2, I ran into him. Virgil? Yeah, okay. like at the door. Because I was waiting. Out, I had, you know, I, that night, that weekend, I remember I, I had, um, I, I wasn't, I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted it to myself because I, I just went through some some personal stuff so i was yeah. like i just want the that weekend for myself i wasn't bothering anybody mm-hmm. and uh so he was looking for somebody and then i was like i was like oh yeah i don't know where he went and he's like oh come with me and i was like what <laughs> did, he, did he recognize like, you or just yeah yeah okay. yeah he did he recognized me because you know I, I was friends with one of his friends that were there okay and he was like oh come with me he goes i'm looking for a table and i was like <laughs> I, and I had the wristband on, like I, you know, because like, I was a regular patron of the event. I was nobody special. And he's like, "Come with me." And I'm like, um, "I'm not, I'm not walking into WrestleCon with you. Like, I'm not. I'm just a patron." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Come on, man, let's do it." And I was okay. just like, yeah. "You have to." And in the back of my mind, I was like, "Why am I fighting with Virgil? Yeah, just so walk it. through." <laughs> yeah, just go do it. And, yeah, and then we ran into like. Uh, Dutch Mantel and like some other people, and they're looking at me, and they're shake, they're like shaking hands and talking to each other, and I, and then I follow suit because I don't want to be rude, <laughs> yeah. and they're looking at me, and they're like, I'm like I'm looking at them like I know you, you don't know me, yeah right, so uh, yeah, so that was kind of funny. I was just like hanging out with him as he was trying to get a table. <laughs> wow. So yeah, so those, those are like some fun moments. Um, and I just remember thinking to myself, like, why am I arguing with him? And I'm yeah. watching all the other people sit up their tables. I'm, I'm getting like a backstage like pass before this thing even opens. Like, that's cool. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty neat. It was pretty cool. And I'm, he got a table. <laughs> did he? Of course he did. He's virtual. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of memories of that uh, day, WrestleCon, including one meeting my one of the biggest crushes, Rebel. But another oh, memory, yeah. that, another memory that stands out to me was I remember I didn't know too much about Joey Ryan at the time. Uh-huh. You were telling me about the dick flip, everything he's doing, and then he's, uh, at, yeah. he's at the table like, "Oh, you go, go do it, go do a dick flip with Joey Ryan." I'm like, "I, I don't really want to do that. Thank you." <laughs> you know what? But there were kids well, doing it, <laughs> and now looking back yeah. on everything, I'm like, "Well, that sounds that's that's kind of creepy." Yeah, yeah. Looking back on that, that that, that didn't age too well. But, no, uh... it's not. <laughs> that is not a fun wine. No. Yeah, no, no, I'm glad glad you didn't do that. <laughs> me too. Imagine those pictures out. I'm like, I would have fucked me up. Yeah. Oh man, I remember. Like, was it Scarlet was there too, right? Scarlet and Killer Cross. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you? Then we could go to meet uh, Scarlet. We went to go meet Scarlet. I think Killer Cross. I think the line was too long, or they weren't there yet. Oh so yeah. So we're just doing one last pass, and they were just sitting there, nobody around them. I only had enough money in my pocket left because th- those co- conventions are awesome, but they're also a money drain. 
Yeah, that's true. So I only had enough money to meet one of them. I'm like, hmm, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Scarlet on this one. Yeah. So I met Scarlet. I think Killer Cross was talking to somebody, like famous, some like wrestling person. So I snuck in and talked to Scarlet for like two minutes. It was great. Yeah, you know, I met I met her. Ch- uh, Chad uh, Menace brought her in for a standalone show or something like that, or, uh, and she was like, she was pretty cool. Yeah, she seemed cool, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then I got to meet Karrion Cross twice, and uh, I got to interview him both times that time, both times I met him. And I was like, yo, this guy's a really good dude. He seemed uh, cool. Yeah, I, I remember like the first time I was like, yo, maybe he's, you know, like first impressions, you're like, man, he could be, maybe he's a little mean or something like that because yeah. his character. But, um, and I was like, what does this guy have to be mad about? He has a nice looking lady <laughs> traveling the world being a wrestler. Like, yep. life is good for this guy. <laughs> He's not living his dream, smoking hot white uh, girlfriend. Yeah, not not too bad, yeah. Killer Cross. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, he's a good dude. But uh, yeah, like it's pretty surreal, like seeing him on NXT or people that, like for me personally, like Keith Lee or uh, Matt Riddle, because I got to interview them in person, and now I'm like, holy oh, wow. shit, they're on TV and or like private party. I'm like, holy shit, like all these people are like I talk to. I'm like now I'm watching on Wednesday or Tuesday or Monday. I'm like. Damn, this is this is pretty sweet. Something, I'm sure you got the same thing too, right? Like people that you met. Yeah, something like, me and Green Man were talking about last episode. We're good friends of Joe Gacy. Yeah, we were talking about the good thing about indie wrestling is you go to meet these guys, be, befriend these guys. You see them in wrestling, then mm-hmm. afterwards hang out at the bar with them, or get to know them personally, and have a great conversation with them. Then, what yeah. months later, you see them on national television. So we're like, we're fully, yeah. we're fully in on Joe Gacy's right now because that's our boy. Mm-hmm. I can't. I mean, you, have, you list a lot, lot longer names than we have, so I can't imagine how much invested you are on these guys. Yeah, and it's weird. I, you know, I, I was telling somebody too a couple of weeks ago, like, like growing up for me, like I went to Jersey All Pro, and like Omega was the champion out there. Brody oh, wow. Lee was there. Oh shit! Uh, you know, Necro Butcher was there. Like all these people I grew up with. You know, like Nick Gage went through there. I mean, yeah. so many people. Janella, and I was like, these are the people I grew, you know, really watching. And you know, now they're now they're really uh, everywhere I go. Well, on TV, like, it's crazy. That's awesome. Like I remember Brody Lee. I was like, I remember I looked at him like this guy. <laughs> this guy might not make it to the WWE. He's hanging out with like the Briscoes and Necro Butcher. I'm like they'll never hire this guy. And the <laughs> next thing I know, he's like at OVW, you know, like FCW. I'm like, holy shit, they did it. <laughs> Look what happened, man. Yeah, I, I was like, yo, that's crazy. That's nuts. Well, Andrew, I'm not sure we can uh, exchange stories of wrestling pleasantries all night. Mm-hmm. But we got a show sure. to get to. Let's get into some news. Yeah. It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty. All right, Andrew, let's get into the news of the week. We had the Wednesday Night War that started back in October 2019. AEW Dynamite and NXT. And of course, mm-hmm. Dynamite won the ratings war for the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Now it's being reported that Triple H is being blamed for losing the war. His distractors, who are worried about their position in the company if he takes over for Vince, are now using the opportunity as ammunition to convince Vince that Triple H isn't the right man for the job. The recent match releases from NXT are part of the brand's rebranding, as we talked about last week. The plans to turn NXT into a developmental ground, much like they had with OVW back in the day. Now, these NXT releases, Triple H, Shawn Michaels had nothing to do with it. They had no say in it. They weren't even aware of it until Johnny Laurinaitis started calling the talent. Mm-hmm. One person noted that the mindset is that when WWE would sign an independent talent, 
they would first have to, quote-unquote, beat the independent out of them when it came to their work style. And when NXT talent got called to the main roster, they had to beat the NXT out of them. So these two topics combined, like, what does the future hold for Triple H in that company after these recent incidences? And can this new attitude towards NXT be described as, like, disrespectful? Like, what is this negative attitude towards NXT lately? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think Triple H will be fine. I think he'll navigate. You know, he's, he's done it his whole career, right? He's, he's learned to be at the bottom of the totem pole, remember? Like, uh, the whole curtain call stuff, and he found yeah. his way to the top, right? Would you say he so, learned to evolve? Yeah, he learned to evolve, yeah. <laughs> the evolution, right? Uh, but... You know, it's kind of weird because they didn't really put too much star power on NXT other than like Finn Balor, right? Yeah. They had they had the Boston Hug connection and when they put them on they were they won the war that week. But it took all the old WWE guys to beat NXT. Right? Good point. Uh like Moxley, Jericho, uh Cody. So it took all those guys, Miro, and all these surprises. Marty. I mean, and that's the that's the thing about AEW it's fresh to the point where uh, they're they're really knowing how to connect with the audience. WWE feels sterile, but it's consistent. Mm. AEW is is surprises, but it's not really coherent. But they're somehow they're connecting with. They have a friendly, popular crowd. That's what it really. I think to me. So I think WWE will be just fine. I think the surprise, like those releases, are very surprising, but. Um, who knows? Maybe it's a test to, for him to go somewhere else, you know, within WWE. Maybe focus on like a Raw or a SmackDown. Brand Triple H. Or something. Yeah, Triple H meaning yeah. This guy took NXT from like a reality show viewer voting format. Yeah. And basically turned it into quote unquote the developmental until he did yeah. so well. Many people are equated it to be a third brand. And I think two years ago, they even included NXT in the Survivor Series Raw mm-hmm. or SmackDown format. So NXT was doing pretty damn well. Yeah. It came from this fledging thing. Now it's on national network television, cable television. I mean, I just don't... This seems like it's just a slap in the face for Triple H here. Yeah. There's, there's so many people that, that have called up from NXT that have just kind of, you know, you, maybe you can say failed or didn't have a run yeah. that people expect them to have, like Bo Dallas or, or uh, Adam Rose or something like that. But, mm-hmm. but, Curse. Uh, yeah. But then the, there's those breakout people. Um, like Roman and Biggie, but I think the main thing is like if you go look at OVW, they produced the biggest and best class of any generation with Shelton Benjamin, Brock Lesnar, Cena, Orton, Batista. So if you can get somebody, that's what it takes to start from scratch and build something else. You know, you never know what you're gonna. You could get a diamond in a rough. You know, you might find the next big star. We also report that Vince has no nothing to do with NXT. It's all Triple H. He brought in his yeah. boys. He developed NXT. Now, all of a sudden, Vince wants to meddle with NXT. I feel like this is a huge mistake here. Leave it alone. Focus on Raw and SmackDown. Let NXT mm-hmm. do their thing. I just feel like this is going to blow up in their face eventually. I'm hoping I'm wrong. But I feel like this is. A, yeah. I feel like this is. This is not a good thing coming up. Yeah, that was like the that was the unique quality about NXT, right? Because I've been to a couple of those takeovers and. Yeah. There was pure wrestling matches on there. Some, yeah. It's uh, a wrestling show. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I was watching Bailey and Sasha at TakeOver. Or, uh, you were there you know, in person? Yeah, I was there. Nice. Yeah. I was there one. for Liger and Breeze. Liger on a WWE show was just uh, really, still today to me, is like the craziest thing. 
right? Because yep. <laughs> and like so, I was there for like Samoa Joe and uh, Nakamura. Like that's the stuff wow. that made. Uh, yeah, and she's awesome. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think I don't know. I think the thing that made OVW was definitely uh, you know Danny Davis and Jim Cornette. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see who they could put in their shoes because. Um, you gotta find people. You gotta find good trainers, and uh, so not think, that WWE doesn't have good trainers, but uh, they gotta find people who can really produce good talent. Same thing with FCW. Was that Dusty Rhodes? Uh, yeah, it's Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, and like I don't know. Yeah, man. I'm just we'll follow the story closely because I'm just I'm just nervous now what the future holds for NXT because they've been killing it week in and week out. Uh, off yeah. the end of the show during the TV takedowns, so one of my takedowns is NXT the whole show because beginning to end, Bella Bell, this is a fucking great show. So now we gotta be yeah. more cautious, and we'll be have to follow this yeah. very closely to see what the hell happens here. And this takeover coming up and looking is looking pretty good, right? Walter Ilya again. Yeah, that looks cool. I mean, I don't know how much and... the casual. I mean, me and Marcus t- said the casual fans aren't really into NXT because you can tell by yeah, the reactions of the call ups of the main roster. But then you have the NXT diehards who love NXT. Then you have the mm-hmm. NXT UK guys who love NXT mm-hmm. faithful aren't really invested in because NXT UK. But yeah. this Walter versus Dragunov match last year was one of the match of the year contenders, so I'm looking forward to this match. Yeah, they right. might steal and the they show. Also, yeah, they have Killer and Joe, right, and uh, yeah, O'Reilly, O'Reilly Cole, right. So I mean, like, that's like three main event matches in one show. Yeah, so. and which could be <laughs> Cole's last match with WWE. Still, yeah, I still heard no that. news about that at all. Still no news, no updates. What do you think the future holds for uh, Adam Cole? Where do you think he'll land? Do you think he'll resign or go to AEW? You know, honestly, I think he's going to resign with WWE. I hope so. He's a good fit there. Yeah, I, you know, I think honestly, I, I would hate. I think uh, he's going to get. I think he would get lost in the shuffle at AEW. Put the words out of my mouth. Yeah, I was doing the same thing. You know, especially if they're saying Punk is coming and Brian and then yeah. Adam Cole, he's gonna he'll be the odd man out. Like, yep. and that's the thing. There's too many people going from WWE to AEW that. They stand out for a week, and then they just become another one of the regulars on the show. Yeah, I'm saying the same thing. You know, Vince loves the big guys. Apparently, uh, now the new mm-hmm. edict in NXT is like he doesn't want anybody over 30, no small mm-hmm. guys. He wants big guys under 30. Mm-hmm. And Adam Cole is the exception to that rule. I think Adam Cole going to the main roster will also break the NXT curse. I think he'll be catapulted right to the main event, if not mid-card, and be successful there. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm just kind of mad that they never brought them up as the Undisputed Era. Yeah, imagine. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because, you know, they could have feud with, like, the New Day or, or uh, any of these, uh, you know, you can make any trio that they wanted to to face them. I think a lot of people expected them to come up as a whole. And it's never yeah. been to fruition for some reason. Because they're all, they're all amazing. They're all good yeah. together. And I was just like, I hated that they they didn't do that. Plus, the main roster isn't really thriving with factions these days. There's a lot of a couple three-man teams, three-people teams, but like a four-man faction. That'd be cool. That'd be yeah. invigorating. We haven't seen one of those in a while. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that would be cool to have like a, like a real faction, like you yeah. said. But whatever. We'll follow NXT in the next couple of weeks, see what happens. Hopefully, we don't see anything different. Hopefully, it stays the course, but I have my doubts. In other news, yeah. since his release from WWE... The world is wide open for Ric Flair. Apparently, Ric Flair oh, wants yeah. one more in-ring return. He tried to make good on his promise by releasing a Twitter photo a couple weeks ago, not last week, about him working out in the gym. Now he's adding fuel to the fire. Once again, he took to Twitter and uploaded a clip of his 
promo he cut on Raw in 2007 where he declared he would never retire. It sounded something like this. But I know sooner or later there'll be a time for me to retire. I've compared myself to the great Cal Ripken Jr., the Iron Man of baseball, even to Brett Favre, who to this day is playing better than any quarterback in NFL. But tonight, right here in Charlotte, North Carolina, and in front of the world, I have to announce to you that I will never retire. <laughs> I will only retire when I'm dead in this ring. Classic iconic promo. Ric Flair is currently 72 years old. He last competed inside the ring in 2011, 10 years ago for TNA. Uh, it's being reported that he is a lock to head to AEW, which I assume because the other, I think three of the four horsemen are there. Mm-hmm. When he's legally able to do so, I think if math is correct, it's November 1st around there. Mm-hmm. Of course, we love Ric Flair. Everybody loves Ric Flair on screen. He's great. He's a legend. But do we want to see him actually get back inside the ring? Uh, well, that's a that's, for me. That's a too hearted question because yeah, I'd love to see Ric Flair get in the ring uh, and wrestle again. At age of seventy two. Well, yeah, like because I, I love Ric Flair's matches, but yeah, so I would want to see him in the ring. But at the same time, I don't want to see him in the ring because he's seventy two, and yeah. I would be concerned that of his health. So how many, uh, how many years would, ago was it? Like he was knocking on death's door. Like was it two or three years ago? Yeah, yeah, right. Like. I don't know about this, you man. Know, but, you know, AEW would be the place to do it. Cause, yeah. I mean, they put Nick Gage in a, in a main event match. I mean, they they do some out-of-the-box things. So I don't think it would be a long match, but I, I could yeah. see it happening. <laughs> like we said, we had we had uh, Arn Anderson there. Yeah, Tully. Tully Blanchard's they, there. They brought JJ in one night. So I'm assuming they bring him back. I'm sure they do like a reunion, maybe uh, for Horseman versus maybe the Pinnacle or something like that. Yeah, that'd be so cool. I, I mean, yeah, I definitely think it's it will happen. But uh, the wrestling thing, I, I, I'm still kind of on the fence. I mean, the, the old Ric Flair, I would love to see wrestle again. But seventy-two year old, I would want to see him. Yeah, not seventy-two Ric Flair, but you know, I love Rick. So I was a big Ric Flair fan. Ric Flair had that great send off at WrestleMania 24. Yeah, against Shawn Michaels, iconic match. Yeah. And he ended his career perfectly there. I thought it was a great send-off. He had that whole storyline. As soon as he loses, he's going to retire. Yeah. He goes against the greats of all time, Shawn Michaels. Great match. His family's there. He was, and he's same weekend he's inducted into the Hall of Fame. Do you think his comeback in the ring years later with TNA diminished that great send-off? Uh, he had a decent yeah, career at yeah, TNA. No. And he, he wrestled yeah. numerous times. Yes and no. You know, TNA is one of those places where if you're not a wrestling fan, 
you're probably not going to know where, where to find it. Yeah. So some people may not even know it exists. But if you're a real wrestling fan like me, I think they should have just, yeah, he should have probably just left, it, uh, what, no eight in uh, WrestleMania? Yeah, something like that, I think, yeah. Yeah, so should have just left it, you know, like the, the package was leave the memories alone, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I don't think anybody will ever get a better send off than Rick, so I think they should have just so being that, should have just left it there. So being that he didn't leave it there, went back to compete for a couple mm-hmm. years in TNA. Yeah. Will his return <laughs> in the ring to AW diminish it even more? Cause a lot, of, lot, I think a lot of people don't know he was back in TNA for a while. Again, TNA at the time was wasn't like a regular mainstream thing. I yeah. I to be honest with you, I I really doubt that he'll he'll do that i think i think they'll find something for him to do but i can't really see one last player match yeah i don't i don't think anybody would really i mean like i said AEW be the place where they do it but yeah. I, I don't know man i don't know they, they seem they might they might maybe they'll do like a cinematic match or something like that. oh maybe i, That's good. I didn't think about that it's a good point yeah i definitely see so, that more yeah definitely a four yeah, horseman pinnacle Cinematic match that'd be great. Where, where's Tully lie here? Oh yeah, that's true. They get like Barry Windham and uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, a couple of maybe Paul Roma, right? <laughs> but a cinematic match, I think that is the answer here. So good job, Andrew. I think that's we'll see that. Yeah, you see, before in the ring again, it's going to be cinematic. Great point. Yeah, right. In other news, Roman Reigns is the talk of the town in the wrestling world right now. He's an excellent yeah. champion. He's a great character, and his in-ring skills have gotten a lot better. The travel chief character is has simply elevated him to new heights. Plus, Paul Heyman as a special counsel definitely mm-hmm. helped him out. Paul Heyman is one of the guys he requested to work with upon his return last year. And one of the most improved areas he had is his promo skills. His promo skills now, as compared to a couple years ago, are amazing. It's like a different person. The difference is he's off script. He spoke to Sports Illustrated Media Podcast and said, and I quote, you know, there's a portion of my career where I either read a script or I would try to adjust the script as much as possible. But you know, for a while now, especially since I've come back from my little leave during the pandemic, I'm not scripted. I say what I want to say. I say what I want to feel. If it comes out of my mouth, it's my verbiage. I come up with it. I deliver the way I want it to be delivered. And that's a lot of positive I hear from AEW. A lot of the guys over there are off script. They come up, they cut the promos off the top of their head or make it up themselves. So with that being successful... With the success of Roman Reigns and John Cena, especially tonight, why do not why don't the WWE let pe- more people go off script? What is the whole thing about going on script? Because you can tell when someone's reading a script, like NXT, you saw Teddy Biase forget some of his lines. Yeah, it's just like why is it so strict staying on script when a lot of people prefer off script? What's the benefit of being on script here? I think uh, sponsors. Really, right? elaborate because you know what you're. You know the sponsors. Uh, you know, especially uh, you know the nationwide television show. If you're giving somebody your money, you don't really want surprises. You don't want them somebody to come on your show. You know, you don't want to be the next thing they see out when the show goes to break and you say something uh, off script. I mean, you saw that with Domino's, right? They yeah. they ditched. Uh, yeah. You know, AW. They didn't want to be a part of it, right? So, you know, you got to think like, you know. Kids watch the show. They they have the merchandise. You don't want somebody going on there and, and really, you don't want to lose sponsorships. That's that's money for Monday Night Raw. That's why they have a third hour because they they make money off of that. Uh, that's true. 
So, yeah. And if I was going to give somebody my money, if I had a, a company, I wouldn't want somebody seeing something off off scripted or off colored or a wrong comment or a wrong or something bad, you know, like, uh, so I think it's a double edged sword. Yeah. Because you, you want that freedom, but sometimes that freedom comes with a cost where people don't want to give your company money. And I get like not giving everybody a script, uh, freedom going off script, give people scripts, especially the younger guys the newer guys, the guys you don't have confidence in, but like you have confidence in certain people. Yeah. Yeah. Give give them a script and either let them just ad verb it or ad lib it and just make it their own. And once they start doing scripted promos and interviews, that's when they started losing the audience here because they they felt it not being genuine, they felt it not being authentic, and they felt it was forced down our throats. And that's what turned a lot of people off. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. But Again, not everybody. Like the main event guys, I think Big E mm-hmm. would be benefit from not being on script. Uh, no, I definitely think they would, but I think still as a business, you know, I wouldn't. I still probably wouldn't want to take too much of a chance, too much of a risk, especially when you got you know contracts to pay big dollar contracts and, and uh, people who rely on you. So why do you think uh, AEW is so successful not think, doing scripted promos? I think they are playing truth or dare every time they go out there. Oh, to gamble. I, mean, I, I, I think yeah, really. Okay. I mean, every Wednesday, I feel like. They're really, I think they're really on the cusp of, of some days. I mean, they have. They've shot themselves in the foot a lot of times in the last, I mean, two years. I mean, right? I mean, luckily when WWE, like when Vince started doing these things and making mistakes, he didn't have the internet, right? True, yeah. He had, he, you know, people weren't, uh, you know, you would see it maybe in the in the dirt, you know, in the aftermags or something like that, but it wasn't like, like it is today, right? Like it's, everything's being dissected. But I think every time they're on TV, for two hours on Wednesday and now an hour on, on Friday, they're o- I think they're always playing uh, a gamble, right? That's true. So, uh, you know, if I know for me, I would want to be in the best position to make the most amount of money. You know, that's why WWE's making like billion dollar deals. Making money hand over fist during the worst pandemic yeah. in a hundred <laughs> years, they're still excelling yeah. profits. It's amazing. Yeah, and that's. To me, that's crazy. They're making billion dollar deals, and, and AEW is they, they lost the deal, right? So, yeah. I mean, it, I wouldn't want to be losing money in the pandemic either. So, we'll see if they let more people go off script in the future. I'm assuming they might loosen the reins yeah. a little bit on certain people, like Seth Rollins. I think Seth Rollins would excel off script, but we'll, oh, yeah. we'll see what happens in the future. I'm assuming they might let them do more if AEW continues to succeed, but we'll yeah. see what happens. And they have the talent. I mean, they have talent that can do it for sure. Yeah. But finally, in other news, Andrews, I always like to end on a positive note. Yeah. There is a baby on the way. Mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano and Kenneth LeRae announced they are expecting their first child. Congratulations to both Mr. and Mrs. Wrestling. Kenneth LeRae announced on Instagram that she is willing to stay on TV with NXT as much as possible or as long as possible. And she plans on getting right back into the ring as soon as possible. So, it's, which is good news because I think NXT, one of the best things going on is Johnny Gargano, Kenneth Ray, The Way. One of the highlights of the show, week in and week out. So, uh, congratulations to them. It was awesome news for them. And ho- again, this baby won't keep her off TV for too long. So, congratulations, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. good news because they've been married for a while, couple of years now. I think four or five years now. So, good for them. 
Yeah, baby wrestling on the way. Yeah. Hopefully happy and healthy, especially uh, in today's circumstances, right, with COVID. And, yeah. uh, and hopefully, uh, it, it's funny, right? When things fall apart, they fall apart fast, right? They, they just lost Indy. Yeah. Right? So uh, we'll see how long it takes for Candace to stay on TV. But I think, um, you know, of course, you know, happy and healthy baby. And uh, I hate to see her go, but it's for a good reason, right? So. Yeah. We just fine. And she mentioned on the Instagram post too. It's kind of hard for like women, who the lifelong goal is to become a professional wrestler. They bust their ass their whole lives. Yeah. Someone like her, she makes it. Someone like also uh, Becky Lynch, they make it. Mm-hmm. They get a baby, and now they got to decide what we got to do here. And her plan is to come back as soon as possible. So hopefully, like you said, happy and healthy, and looking forward to Kensler Ray coming back because yeah. she's awesome. NXT needs her. Yeah, I, I don't think Becky has to. To worry because Seth always has a plan. He was the plan B. So, <laughs> but I'm <bummed. laughs> So, uh, yeah. But you know, it's great. You know, you always want to see uh, healthy and happy babies. But like, yeah, it is hard for women, especially when they're really hitting their stride. So, yeah. Um, yes, that's true. But you know, hopefully, she can come back soon and and. Uh, still be able to raise her child and then be an ass kicker. I'm looking forward to the skits when the baby comes where like Austin Theory gets jealous of all the attention babe the baby's getting. I oh, could, yeah, I, I could yeah. see that right now. Him being like the jealous older brother like well, I'm still here too. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait. There's so much yeah. possibilities on this so uh, congratulations to them and looking forward to it. Like I said, happy and healthy. It's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But on that note, Andrew, let's get into some uh, TV takedown this week. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. All right, Andrew, time to get some TV. But a pretty, pretty decent week of TV this week. Let's just start tonight. Mm-hmm. Get, get our show Friday night. The face-to-face with John Cena and Roman Reigns. I mean, that was great. You know John Cena can kill it on the mic. Roman Reigns, we just talked about in the previous segment, is mm-hmm. killing it on the mic in promos. Both of them were just awesome. There's a lot to digest here. Going back and forth, what were your thoughts on the John Cena Roman Reigns face to face promo? I mean, I thought I thought it was uh, awesome. Yeah, I thought it was pretty stellar too. I think uh, you know they had this feud a couple of years back, right? And uh, you know, it didn't really pan out. But this time around, I mean, I think both guys have, are really killing it on the mic and destination yeah. uh, viewers. If you want to watch SummerSlam, I forgot it was uh, Marcus or Greenman made a good point that the last time they had a feud. Uh, Roman Reigns, yeah. John Cena embarrassed Roman Reigns. I think Roman Reigns might have forgotten a line or he stumbled on the prompt, again, scripted. And John Cena called him out on it and it embarrassed him. Yeah. This yeah, time, they did. both held their own. And now looking forward to this match. And just love how John Cena emphasized how I don't have to really do much. I have nothing left to prove to you. I could just go out there and pin you. You got you to gotta beat my ass. You got to destroy me. You got to kick my, you got to hit my mo- your moves and your spears and the fancy punches but all I got all I got to do I just need to pin you one two three and like that is so genius because yeah that is true John Cena doesn't have to do anything here all John Cena has to do here is pin him and become a 17 time world champion Roman Reigns has to show up and show out so all the pressure's here on Roman Reigns' shoulders I thought that was a great great promo I think it's the best thing going on in the wrestling world not only WWE but I think all platforms. I think this is the best thing going on right now. 
Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, like you said, it's gonna it's gonna be one of those good matches where uh, I hope it lives up to the hype. I mean, true, like a Rock and Hogan kind of thing that lived up, yeah. right? So hopefully this this second time around for them, hopefully it's gonna be a, a fantastic main event. And going into it, there was absolutely in my mind zero chance that John Cena wins here. Absolutely zero. I still believe there's no chance John Cena wins here. But after this promo, and now that Ric Flair's released, not a part of the WWE Universe anymore, I'm, now I'm like, well, maybe. Well, maybe. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, right? So, you know, I, I don't know. Like, they, they keep saying the summer of Cena, but they're not they're not producing, like, a, like a fall of Cena yet. True. So I, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't think... I don't think we're going to see Cena for the long haul, but I don't think he's done uh, for a long shot yet with WWE. Now, Ric Flair is revered amongst the wrestling universe, not only WWE, but all of Crystal Girl. Ric Flair is the best. Yeah. Do you think, if not now, maybe later down the line, John Cena will break the record? Uh, yeah. No, again, Ric Flair is not a part of the company anymore. They have no allegiance to him. They have no ties to him, but they still, of course, it's Ric Flair. Yeah, and he's going to come back. Thinking, they left him good notes, but do you think John? They'll let. Do you think they'll ever let John Cena break the record? I should say. Yeah, well, I mean, if he does break it at SummerSlam, I think Biggie would cash in, and that would just open. how he's not the title oh. holder anymore. Baron Corbin stole it. Oh, I mean, he's still possession of the <laughs> nine tenth of the law, my friend. Nine tenth of the law. That's true, but I think uh, I mean he can always get it back. I mean, there's what there's another week between now and SummerSlam. Yeah. Something's going to happen. So, yeah, something's going to happen. I mean, uh, but, yeah, I mean, how, how awesome would that be? Like, Big E doesn't have to pin Roman. Yeah, that'd be cool. Right? And they can have a feud off of that. I mean, just Casino will be gone, right? So Roman's like, I never lost to you. My problem, though, is I think John Cena is willing to work more dates. And my uh, problem with Charlotte Flair is she's, she's catapulted to the most reigns. Because a lot of her reigns are like one day, maybe a week. And they're like throw off reins, so I, I don't want John Cena to break the record just to lose it within like twenty minutes. I feel like yeah. the, that would diminish his seventeen title reigns. I, yeah, I could see that too. But he, he's had a couple of those uh, short runs with the title. Remember the one with Bray Wyatt? It was like only like a month. Yeah, he was champion. So I, I don't know. Uh, I don't, at this point, I don't think anything could hurt John Cena. He's yeah. he's the biggest star. Even he's not even in the company. Yeah. Time. So prediction early. I mean early prediction. Who do you is going to walk away Universal Champion at SummerSlam? I think uh, I don't know. I, I could see uh, I could see Cena winning, but somebody I could see like Biggie cashing in or something. Again, that's like that. great because there's no chance of John Cena winning here. And now after this yeah. promo, we're like, yeah, I can see it now. It's it's yeah, I can see it. Great, see it great job, both men. Yeah, that's true. That's kind of. That's the kind of speculation you want. But, yeah, definitely don't see the long-term team of champion. No, not long-term, no. Yeah. Maybe, like, a Hogan thing where, remember, like, uh, he won it at, like, WrestleMania 3 after, yeah. like, and dropped it not that long. <laughs> I see that. Now, I'm sorry Green Man's not here because on Raw, there was a video package of Elias with his guitar in the woods. He tossed the guitar into the fire and then said, WWE stood for Walk With. Elias. But Elias is dead. So I'm assuming that they're going to try to repackage Elias here. He's not going to be a drifter anymore. He's not going to sing songs. Completely different character. Which kind of, I called a couple weeks ago when I saw Boogs come out and smack them. Like, that's 
a ripoff of Elias, only better. Okay. What do you think the future holds for Elias here? Do you think they'll repackage him and be successful, or do you think he'll be in future endeavored in a couple of months? Uh, I'm glad that he's actually not dead Elias, and he's very much alive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, with this character, I don't know. They always take a chance. I remember, like, they did something like this with, like, Emma, yep. and it didn't pan out, or a couple of other people. But, uh, like, again, like Adam Rose or something like that. So I'm hoping what they have for him will work. Uh, i like to see what they do with him. I'm surprised they're just scrapping the whole thing in um... – Again, it worked with Husky Harris and Bray Wyatt. I'm hoping because yeah, Elias is very talented. He's he's great promos. He's great in the mic. He's good in the ring. Mm-hmm. But he's done nothing last couple of months except this whole feud with Jackson Riker. And when, again, yeah. again, I hate to repeat myself, but when Boobs came out, I'm like, this is Elias amped up. What do you do with mm-hmm. Elias? And now they're repackaging him. So yeah, and it was it's weird because he had so much momentum going into. Yeah, him and Braun. Yeah. yeah. Remember they were talking about them being tag champs or yeah. a couple, just a couple of years ago. So it's just kind of weird where both guys are now. I mean, they had so much potential. And they're going to be uh, kind of dropping the ball with both guys. A good friend of mine is a casual wrestling fan. But one of his mm-hmm. favorite moments, a moment he still talks about to this day, was Elias with Kevin Owens in Seattle when they shit-talked about the Seattle Supersonics. And then, what was it, eight-minute boo? Yeah, yeah. That's one of the highlights of wrestling ever. Like, what, eight minutes, uninterrupted (laughs) boos. Yeah. He's a a heat magnet then. Yeah, it's true, yeah. Elias is awesome. I just hope when he comes out with whatever new character he's coming out with, it doesn't suck and it's successful. Yeah. Yeah, Actually, uh, you probably remember this too, but at WrestleMania, when he had, like, the, he was, like, a one-man band, and he had, like, yeah. Like the drums. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing all the stuff, and then Cena comes out. Yep, the place right. just went nuts. Doctor Thugonomics, right? But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. Elias is awesome. I just hope to do good things with him. Yeah, I hope so too. Going over to NXT, Gigi Dolan had a good, impressive match. Did you catch NXT here? Parts of it, uh, but I didn't. I didn't catch that match. Um... Gigi Dolan not only had a good match, but she had an impressive finisher here. I don't remember seeing this move. It was like a spin slam based off an abdominal stretch. Mm-hmm. A unique finisher. I've never seen that before. It stood out to me. And she has a good look. She's paired with a good woman. There's this whole thing going on with Manny Rose. But she had this unique finisher that floored me. It floored the announcers. And I feel like a, a unique finisher is a good sign for her future here. It's not a, it's not a cookie yeah. cutter finisher. She's a, a standalone finisher that I've not seen anybody else do before. I think that means the future is bright for Gigi Dolan here. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and check out that move. And, uh, oh, man, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, anywhere Mandy Rose is, uh, it's a <laughs> <Yeah>. show. <laughs> the only thing bad about NXT this week was Mandy Rose was not on TV. Yeah. But Gigi Dillon did cut a lot of promos of her holding, like, a rose to imply yeah. that it's coming up. So definitely check out the finisher. That abdominal stretch, like, flip. I, I forgot what the Yashas called it because they were stunned, too. Oh, man. Again, a unique finisher. I think it's a good sign for her future, and I can't wait to see yeah. It, again, going over to Impact, um, Madison Rain retired from wrestling. She had a, she wanted to pursue other things. She wanted to go back to school. I think she wanted to go back to maybe real estate or something. Madison Rain returned this week. She helped. I want to say Emma. She, she helped Daniel Dashwood yep. win. Now, one of this is a short term thing. She announced her retirement a couple months ago. They had a nice send off on a pre show for one of the pay per views. 
Uh, so is it, is she sticking around? It's going to be a one-off thing. Is she decided like this is where I want to be? So I'm curious to see after this program with em- Emma. I did it again. Tennille Dashwood, if uh, Madison Rain is going to stick around. Does, does anybody ever really retire? <laughs> is that, you're talking about Ric Flair, this previous segment. So I guess not, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. But she seemed serious because she wanted to go back and get, like, get develop a career here. Yeah. But she came back out of nowhere. And I read the spoilers for this, and I didn't even read, remember hearing about this on the spoilers. Mm-hmm. But all right. Awesome. Happy to see her back. She, I mean, she's, she's great. She definitely elevates oh, yeah. that woman's division and impact. Yeah. So and it was funny. Like uh, my first time I saw her, I, I never really thought she would be just like a, a flag bearer for Impact. You know, because uh, me neither. I saw her during like the I think the Beautiful People era. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, she's just a pretty face. Hmm. I think back then, right? They had Gail Kim and Austin Kong. You know, like these are the two women. Mickey James. Gonna build around. Yeah, yeah, Mickey James. Right. So. Turns out she's a five-time knockout champion, one of the best in the company, a future Hall of Famer. Wow, good for her. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm so hoping like, she stick around. I'm hoping she realizes, like you said, no one retires. This isn't my blood. I need to stay around. So yeah. I'm definitely following this after this whole Tino Dashwood. And like, what is their friendship? Is, are they partners? Is she a mentor? What's going on here? So definitely got to tune in next yeah. week to see what's going on. Yeah. And even if her in-ring career is over, it doesn't mean she has to be done with wrestling. True. So. Especially with Impact, where they take the whole month, like in the weekend. So she has plenty of time yeah. to pursue her other education and career options just give up a weekend yeah. a month it's not too bad yeah not bad at all staying with impact the main event was a 20-man battle royal to determine the number one contender i mean it was a pretty quick match for 20-man battle royal it was solid booking it seemed like each elimination definitely held up to each the storylines going on i thought it was pretty cool each elimination made sense yeah i saw that they all like teamed up on big casts yeah <laughs> they threw him. They all over. teamed up and big cast, and then he just he just blew everybody off like Andre did and uh, Braun Strowman used to do. But then the big yeah. guys teamed up and they they got him out of there, which was smart. Yeah, that was crazy. I, was, I can remember uh, seeing Moose had a pretty good showing in there. Moose is, always has a good showing. He's the best. Yeah, uh, Moose. Yeah, Moose is good. But a rather surprising finish, though. And I can't see Kenny Omega versus Brian Myers. Doesn't sound like a main event worthy matchup on paper, but I can't say this won't be a bad match yeah well they they announced that it's going to be christian because he just won the, the impact championship true so uh yeah like i think in a couple of weeks it's going to be or next week it's going to be christian and brian myers but yeah i love kurt, kurt hoggins brian myers to me yeah. uh they had they had him in wwe i wish they didn't have like waste him he, just the way he's revitalized his career and impact yeah he has a great character yeah. he's he's showing what he can do in the ring he, brian myers is the most professional wrestler. I thought it was a great tagline, great gimmick. Because he's good, yeah. and he, now he's being able to show what he can do. I mean, I don't see him staying in the main event picture for a while, but at least he's getting the opportunity to shine. Yeah, well, the only thing I don't like about Brian Myers is that he's an Islander fan. Oh, is he? Yeah, but he's a Met fan, so he's he, okay. He's <laughs> bit Huge Met fan, a lot of gears Met-inspired. Yeah, so that's good in my book, so I'll take that. <laughs> And he's billed, more often than not, sometimes it's his Queens, more, more often than not he's billed from Bayside, New York, which is where I am from. So uh, oh, yeah? I got to yeah, yeah. pull from my hometown boy here. Yeah, but I love him for sure. This week's episode of Impact, I feel like overall, top to bottom, did a great job casting doubt over the Omega versus Christian Cage match on Rampage for the Impact Championship. Because nobody expected this to happen because 
this was just announced this past Wednesday on Dynamite. Yeah. And again, Impact takes a month ahead. So this was the last TV taping of that taping because they're taping it this weekend. Mm-hmm. But there was cast doubt. I'm like, oh, maybe Christian could win here because of his history with the company. Brian Myers is a heel. I don't see Brian Myers was versus Kenny Omega. Maybe Christian might be. I don't know. I don't, wasn't thinking too much of it because I didn't think Christian would win. But, man, you just said it. Christian won. Were you surprised yeah. about this? Uh, no. Well, yes and no. I, I I thought maybe he would win, but be like a DQ or something like that. I didn't yeah. think he would win the championship. But uh, yeah, because he he's been on such a nice little tear since coming back to the ring. I didn't think he was going to lose, but I didn't think he'd win the championship belt. Maybe like a countdown or some some uh, disqualification or something. I don't know. But uh, I'm I'm glad he did win. Yeah. That the backstage interview he had with, uh, oh my god, I'm drawing a blank on that backstage announcer's name on Dynamite Alvarez. Okay. Yeah. Alvarez. Mm-hmm. That promo he cut, I'm like, oh, okay. I can see. Yeah, he's right because he has a history. He's a former quote unquote Impact champion. I can see him coming back. And I was so looking forward to this match because of Impact casting doubt. I'm like, Friday night, I got to watch this match because I'm not sure what's going to happen. And that's wrestling marks know. We can predict what's going on. We know what's going on. Often we're not surprised, but this time I'm like, but I totally forgot about it, Andrew. I'm like, oh shit! It's I was getting ready for the show. I'm like, all right, it's it's what ten twenty. I got to tune into the show, and I just missed that match. But he won. I'm like, okay, good. Now will he carry the Impact Championship on both AEW or Impact? Do you see that happening? Uh, yeah, I can't see AEW not wanting to use him. They they kept him along. Uh, and you know, they're the ones who brought him back, right? So I don't see them using him as billing him or. As, the impact world champion anymore because mm-hmm. all right. Cause that whole thing was not only an impact AEW thing, but it was more like the Kenny Omega elite infiltrating both AEW and impact. But now the Christians won the champion. I don't, I mean, he might come out with the belt. Maybe there, yeah. are, there are times Kenny Omega has come out on dynamite, not wearing the impact championship. Well, I mean, so, right. The good, the good brothers just defended the tag team titles, right? Which is so, surprising. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Maybe, well, maybe we'll see more. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's kind of like WWE. They got too many championship yeah. belts, but uh, I think uh, plus it's a little confusing too. If you if you don't watch one, you know, you're like, why is Christian having two? Why does he have two belts? Yeah. It's only one. Again, company. two belt. The whole two belt thing was stupid. Like, just keep the impact stuff. I understand the concept of giving Kenny Omega more belts, but you don't need a uh-huh. teenage. You don't, you don't need a teenage championship. Get rid of it. Just keep yeah, the impact it is, stuff. It is a nice belt though. Oh, it's much it's much prettier than the Impact Championship, I must admit. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, definitely hold on to one. But yeah, I think uh, yeah, it's a little confusing why you need two belts to be one champion. But hey, whatever. I heard a couple weeks ago that they had a plan in place for Kenny Omega to lose the Impact Championship. I can't imagine this was it. But now Impact again, this champion is not on an Impact contracted wrestler. Yeah. So again, I asked, I asked Mark a couple months ago, I'll ask you, who do you think will take the championship away from Christian Cage and bring the championship back to Impact? Uh, Matt Cardona. Woo, woo, woo. I'm all for that. <laughs> right? Please, uh, oh, by the way, can you just, can you repeat that and put respect on his name? The new king of the death match, Matt Cardona, by the way? Okay, the, the king of the death match, Matt it, Cardona. I think he deserves yeah. it. That'd be great to see. Plus, Christian, Matt Cardona would be a great match. You never know, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see that. Yeah. I like the way you think. And I think, 
Right. He, he, he's probably the most hated person in GCW, so I think he would probably be the most hated person. He knows how to be liked and hated, so I think uh, he'd be a good champion. I was a huge Zack Ryder fan, and uh, Matt Cardona is just showing me why, because he's just excelling it. He's such a great mind for this business. And when he became the new king of the death match and the shirts with him holding up the L.I., but the eye yeah. is the middle finger. I'm like, this is fucking fantastic. He's such a great guy, man. Props to GCW yeah. for believing in him and giving him the belt to ride this, knowing the backlash would come. I'm looking forward yeah. to this, man. This is awesome. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I agree 100%. That's all I have for TV. Anything you want to bring up? Because I know you're a big Ring of Honor fan. Anything going on in the Ring of Honor world? No, no. Just, uh, you know, I, I like, um, you know, I like, uh, I like the Mecca Brian Johnson. I think he's been pretty good. Uh, I like Dan Housen. And, uh, yeah, I think Reptiles, I mean, they have, they have so many good guys there at uh, ROH that, you know, they turn it on, you, you go on YouTube, you go to the website, you, know, you can watch the link, and uh, they have so many good matches. I mean, uh, the Briscoes just had this killer cinematic match, and it was pretty awesome, so. Do you watch NWA Power? Uh, if I have time, yeah, I've, I've watched that. I, I like watching Black G's on there. I'm hearing good things uh, about that promotion. I'm, I'm, I want to watch the... Uh... The Empower pay-per-view because NWA I hear it's doing pretty good. I just don't watch it too much. Yeah, they have, you know, Nick Aldis is, he's, he's fantastic. Yeah. Camille Brickhouse is really good. Jesus is really, yeah. Uh, whenever I get a chance, I'd love to check out the people like uh, Trevor Murdoch, who, who's, yeah. you know, they, they have some really good talent in there. They have some great matches. They had like Molina on there just not too long yeah. ago. Uh, yeah, so yeah, if you get, yeah, rec- you know, like, you find good matches everywhere you go, man. So just got to look for them sometimes. All right, buddy. On that note, let's wrap things up. Let's get some go-home thoughts. Andrew, thank you for being here, man. You filled in for Mark Schwann, which is not hard to do because Mark Schwann sucks. But you killed it. Thank you for being here. Um, where can people find you on social media and your show, Wrestling IQ 101? All right. First off, you can follow me on Instagram at the real underscore Andrew 19 uh, if you want to follow me personally. Uh, you can also follow me on Facebook at Andrew Pace. Um, you can listen to Wrestling IQ 101 on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. You can check out past episodes, new episodes, and uh, and, and some current ones. And, uh, of course, there's some flashback episodes. There's some uh, new interviews that I've done. Um, plus, if you go on social media and uh, use the at sign at Wrestling IQ 101, and that's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, you'll find all you need to know about upcoming shows and fun posts and you know, whatever we have. I put some get, uh, put some old episodes up, like um, some old interviews. Yeah, I remember watching the, uh, those, yeah. Yeah, so like I have my interview with Mick Foley and Scott Steiner are up there. And I was like, holy shit, like, things that, these are some of the guys I grew up watching yeah. on TV. And um, I got to talk to them. So, uh, And like for you guys, it's great to see that you guys uh, – Continuing, continuing to flourish and uh, and hopefully more milestones to come. Hopefully, man. Like I mentioned last year, we had Derek on the show with me and Mark. So maybe hopefully sometimes you and Derek can join me and Mark. We have a wrestling IQ, shot wrestling full combination. And uh, we can team up with Mark until Mark sucks. Right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I don't think he sucks. But yeah, I definitely would love to, love to come back on. And I love talking to you. I think, uh, and to be honest with you, I can't wait to make more memories and, and run into more yeah. shows and, and uh, you know I can't wait to see you in person again because um, I always love to talk to you and 
and uh, I hope good things for you, man. You too, brother. Like again, you saved my WrestleCon. I just had to walk in, maybe spend thirty minutes there, walk in and walk out, and uh, you were there. You made the thing. We spent like three or four hours there. Did the whole thing. Yeah. Spent a lot of money, but whatever. It was worth it. It yeah, was, it was yeah. awesome time. And also, uh, while you're here, maybe you've hung out maybe maybe four times. Yeah, three and a half really, because we met you on we went to Boardwalk Beatdown when they had the uh, mm-hmm. big imposing with the Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. So me, you, Derek, and Green Man went out to a bar afterward for a couple of drinks. I wasn't feeling good. I didn't spend too much time there, so I bounced. The next night, the board would beat down the show. You and Derek joined me on the show. Then we hung out at the WrestleCon, like I mentioned. Then we had a brief encounter at WrestleMania outside of MetLife. So we talked here and there. We only mentioned like we only hung out three and a half times. But I will tell you this personally, right here on the show live, to tape. Really, when my father passed away. It was a huge blow to me. You sent me numerous messages. I'll tell you right now, I wholeheartedly appreciated that. Because me and you aren't that close. We we are not we have not known each other that long. But your messages made me feel like we are lifelong friends. Uh, uh, I, yeah. I recognize you sent me messages. There's people I've known longer than you, closer to you, who never reached out to me at all. But So, uh, again, wholeheartedly, while you're here, I don't want to tell you thank you. It meant the world to me that, re- that you reached out to me. And you still reached out to me afterwards. Like, hey, how you doing? How you holding up? Uh, yeah, and it just know, meant the world to me. And thank you, I love you. You're the best, and I'm happy you're here. I'm happy to call you a friend, and that meant again the world to me more than you know. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Oh man, thank thank you for saying that. And uh, yeah, you know, I just thought you were uh, in need, and you know, we've always, you know, uh, I always try to support you and and uh, able. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, so one of us are hurting. You know, we just try to be there for each other, and um, I'm glad uh, I was able to do that for you. And I'm hoping... you, did, you admit the world, man. Because like, <laughs> yeah. a lot of people I consider friends didn't reach out to me, or they would, but then like they gave up. Like they didn't never checked in on me, but you did yeah. numerous times. Till to this day, you, I think it was a couple weeks ago you reached out to me. So again, yeah. I wholeheartedly appreciate. It. I'll never forget that, my friend. I'll never forget that. So thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate that, and yeah, if you like, you know, you ever need anything, you know, you have my number. You can always get me. So um, appreciate it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, you always hope somebody would do the same for you when you're hurting, and, uh, yeah, yeah so I'm glad uh, I was able to do that for you, and, um, yeah, I, I hate to see anybody hurting like that, and, uh, yeah. uh, if you need, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, you got me a little fussy, I wasn't yeah. expecting you to say that, but, uh, yeah, so, and I appreciate the kind words, but just, you know, you see your good brother hurting, you just want to yeah. be there for him, and, uh, yeah, so. Hopefully, uh... Next weekend is SummerSlam. A shot of wrestling is hosting our SummerSlam watch parties. Our watch parties are back. Thanks to Jimmy J. We'll be at Hooters in Fresh Meadows here in Queens. Hosted by our guiding light, AJ Pan, the governor of BCW. Thanks to the help of the virtual GM, Vince Russo. It's going to be Saturday night, August 21st. Make sure you're there if you're in Queens in the local area. Hooters, Fresh Meadows, Horse Harding, 188th. Should be a good time. Can't wait. Again, SummerSlam's looking to be a great card. Happy to have our watch parties back. That's all I got. Andrew, thank you for being here, and thank you for filling in for Mark. You did a much better job than he ever would. Your experience has definitely shown up. You're a good friend, and uh, happy to have you here. Again, Wrestling IQ 101. When do your shows drop? They've been sporadic, but just, yeah, if you subscribe on YouTube, you'll you'll always get the notification, and uh, uh, yeah, you'll... They'll see who it is. 
I just put out our, our, my past interview I did with Gorgeous George from WCW. I saw that. Yeah, awesome. And, Good job. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and plus, you know, you can go back. You'll see, uh, you know, like Randy Hogan, uh, Layla Gray, Luke Curtis, um, uh, uh, you know, Brett Azar, who plays uh, the Iron Sheik from Young Rock. So there's there's some interviews up there now that you can go back and check out. And, uh, yeah, just stay tuned because, uh, you know, you never know if it's going to be a flashback or a new yeah. episode. I had no clue who Randy Hogan was, but I heard your interview. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. So good job with that. Randy Hogan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's like a – he wasn't even – he didn't even have the whole Hogan persona. He was just some, like, job, jobber. Yeah, he's awesome. But, yeah, he's a great dude. He really is. So, uh, But, yeah, you never – like, you never know who you're going to meet. And, uh, yeah, he's been – he's been nothing but awesome. On that note, speaking of nothing but awesome, Andrew, thank you for being here. Thank you again. I've been your host at Muggle J Putty. Until next week, Putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody! <laughs>